This is the Horse Talk Show Podcast with Louisa Barton. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, and I am hosting from the horse capital of the world, Ocala, Marion County, Florida, with Candy G this morning from Big Sexy Stables. Just, I can't get over that. I love that. (laughs) Uh, And now joining us, we have a very, very special guest. Um, We've been talking about him for a about an hour, wondering if he was coming dead or alive, but he's here and he's in good shape. And Claudia uh, from Oakville Farm brought him uh, this morning to chat a little bit about a seriously amazing Hall of Fame career. And he's right here in Ocala, which is really cool. And that is Jacinta Vasquez. Good morning, Jacinta. Good morning. Lovely Good morning. to have you, you on the show. Yes, thank you for coming. We got a nice picture of him right here, but we're not giving you that one because that belongs to Brian from New Millennium Realty and you can't have it. But you might be able to have this one right here. Really beautiful, if you can see that, if you can. And he'll autograph it. But you have to know how many times Jacinto beat Secretariat. It's a pretty big claim to fame, right? You've got to know how many times. Uh, oh, everybody's putting their fingers up. <laughs> we have a studio full this morning, but they can't win. How many times was Jacinto on a horse and beat Secretariat? And you can text that into 352 304 1408-352-304-1408 and you can win that picture and it'll be autographed and it is a beautiful beautiful picture so uh, how many times and now I'm going to try not to say it in the interview Jacinto tell us the funny story about how you became a jockey (laughs) (laughs) no well there was an accident I run into a lady there I, they, we had a big supermarket over there, like a flea market, and they had different places they sell different um, uh, uh, stuff in the morning, you know, like uh, lettuce, tomato, meat, and they had the meat, fish, everything. And I used to work there uh, in the morning, real early in the morning, carrying bags outside for the people that used to shop inside, because all the uh, people from Panama Canal, they used to come over there to chop every day because everything was fresh. Chicken, everything, meat was fresh over there. So I left there and I had some problem with a couple of black boys and uh, I came back. When I came back, uh, I'm walking downstairs from the building and uh, the office of this lady that collected the money was on the corner and somebody came over there and there's something to me. And I turn around and we had a fight. And I buy part of his lip up. And <laughs> so the cops came in and trying to put me in jail. And that lady come out of there and she saved me. She did. She saved me. And she told me, she said, you know, I got a, a, a son is a jockey. He said, he's in Mexico right now, but he's a jockey. And, a, and he looked like you. I said, he's a small like you. I said, where's the jockey? He said, ride horses. I said, I can ride a horse. Ride anything. He's, he said, come over here, come back, and I'll take you to the racetrack. So I came back about three weeks later, and because I was working on an island, Taboga Island, and she took me to the racetrack, and I watched Baeza win six races that day. 
And I asked her, I said, how much money he make? He said, oh, he's gonna make about four, $500 this week. I said, well, I wanna be a jockey. So then she took me back to the racetrack, introduced me to a guy called Henry White. Her son, her name is uh, Ediolore Agostini. He win the Belmont, he win a lot of races in this country. And so that's how you got your start? That's how I got my start. You got in a fight? I got in a fight, went up in a racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> For more fights. Now how did, how did your career start out? Were you successful right from the beginning? No. no. I came to New York and I rode New York. The first race I rode, they disqualified me. And I was supposed to get the bug, and they never gave me the bug. So then I went up and finished Arizona because I don't want to go to Miami in the winter time because there was 300 riders there. So I went up in Phoenix, Arizona with Vince De Gregory, the jockey agent. Mm -hmm. We went up over there. And uh, the first day I rode over there, I win, I rode two horses, I win one race. Then it came uh, January 4th, it was a, on a Sunday. I rode the Delhi Dover thing, I win two races. Then I rode another horse and he ducked into the inside fence and we went in, went up and inside. And I broke both, both my legs and some ribs. Oh no. Yeah. So that set you back a little set bit? Set me back by six months. So. Now how soon after you started riding uh, on, the, on the racetrack did you start to have success? Well, in 1962, I went back to, to Kentucky and um, I was helping Doc Hardhill in the morning, you know, mm -hmm. because in the afternoon I used to help him. He's, he's a very, very nary. I used to go out with him to some calls, and so he put me in, he put me in some horses before that. And in 1962, I, I wound up leading riding in, in Churchill Down in a spring meet. I beat Bill Hartack. So then I got started. I went to Detroit for a couple of weeks, then I went back, uh, I went to Chicago. And I wound up totally leading riding in Chicago behind Shoemaker and Hartack. Wow. Mm-hmm. So. Then it really started. Then I got it Getting started. interesting, right? Yes. So talk to us about the horse that you're most well known for, probably, which is Ruffian. Ruffian, well, she was a very special horse, you know. She had every, everything that a racehorse need to be a real good horse. She had everything. She had speed, you can rate her as slow as you want them and call them any time and she, you give them a head for an eight or a mile and bring them back and she's come back to you. And when you call them again, she, she had a lot of different gears. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Must have been incredible to ride her. Yes, well, I I'm gonna tell you a funny story about her. We had two fillies, they look almost alike. One was Lady Portion and the other was Ruffian. So every time I used to work Ruff, Ruffian, we used to tell was Lady Portion. So we went back and forth to, so we put Lady Portion in the race and she went up one to 10 and she finished a bad fourth. And Willie Stevens win the race. So he came to the paddock over there waiting for his horse. He said, if it's, that's the best you got, you know, you don't gonna win no race. He said, I got one better than this one. I said, oh yeah? He said, yes. But 10 days later, Ruffy is running. So <laughs> Willie Stevens in number nine and number 10. So I said to Willie, I said, Willie, I said, come and look the ass at this filly because 
that's all you're gonna see through the stretch. <laughs> so. It's the arse of the filly. <laughs> <laughs> so he go, when he looked the filly, said, "Gosh, she's enormous. What kind of? She's not two year old." He said, "You, Mr. William, might run in a ringer." I said, "She's not a ringer." I said, "But she's gonna ring somebody's head off from here." <laughs> so after the race, you know, she win by 15 lengths. She, she broke the track record. She run 103 flat. So after the race, and uh, you know, we didn't ever like uh, Frank Wiley because there was all the time switching horses, owners. And he said, you two should be run, uh, riding with handcuff on. That's what he said to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, I want to ask you a question. You know, when I, when, I, when I see jockeys out there on the track and you're running and you're riding and obviously you're competing, but when you're in a really big race like this, what is that feeling when you know you've finished, you've gotten across that finish line? What is that feeling? Well, that's what the older jocks look for, past the wire. You get different feelings, you know. Especially when you ride a horse, you know you're going to win. Right. And you turn for home and you know you got everybody in front of you. Yeah, it must be so ecstatic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, amazing. It's got to be an incredible moment. It has to oh, be. Yeah. Yeah. One of those things that's just embedded in your, your one of those feelings it you just It gives me goose pimples. I used to when write I for... I see them go across the finish line It's amazing. Time. I can't imagine being mm -hmm. on their back and being that person that gets them across the finish line like that. Amazing. I used to write for Calumet Farm. They had some good horses. And... You used to, and, and he used to try and educate those horses. In the first two races, you don't, you, you're not allowed to hit him. You're allowed to give him a nice race, let him run through the stretch, win or lose. And we used to prepare a lot of nice horses, you know. And then at that time, the breeding don't was introduced like it is today. So you you, you can wait to the eight pole. Stay three, four, five lanes behind the horses and turn them loose, and you catch them right away. We have a lot of nice horses there. Tell us about beating Secretariat. Well, Secretariat, I don't know. The first time he run, I almost killed him against the fence. I cost him the race. I'm glad you didn't do that. I'm glad <laughs> I don't do that. I, tr I, I had intention to stop him, but I'm not, not as bad uh, with my horse there. My horse lunch coming out of the gate. And I hit him, and when I got it straight out, he was in a fence, and he had two horses inside of him. All those two horses had to come out, plus him had to pull up out of there. He went up last in a 14-horse field. So he finished fourth in a race, and I don't finish anything, and I don't think in a race. So <laughs> then he ran back in Saratoga. He's running 109 flat. And then came to the Wood Memorial, I get up early in the morning, I see Mr. Uh, Lucian Lauren had two horses in the race, secretary and another horse called Angoli. So I've been watching these guys riding Angoli. And so I got up real early in the morning about five o'clock. I, I got to the racetrack five o'clock when I, Lucian got to the barn, I was there. And he said, what the hell are you doing here? I said, I want you to take Turcotte off the secretary and let me ride him. <laughs> He said, you know, I can't do that. I said, well, put me in Angoli. He said, why are you going to ride Angoli? I said, you put me in Angoli. I said, there's no speed today in that race. I said, I'm going to steal that race. He said, you're not going to steal the race. Big red going to go by you, but no problem. I said, okay. So I beat him. 
I came back, when I came back from the, with a horse, I got off the horse, he don't even took a picture or nothing with me. And I say to Mr. Lucci, I said, hello, Mr. congratulations, Mr. He said, you're gonna cost me my job. <laughs> so he said, so you're gonna cost me my job. So. so is the greatest moment ever for you winning the Kentucky Derby? Oh yeah. This one race I think every rider like to win. That's Every a big rider. deal, isn't yeah, it? Big deal. How many times have you won that twice? Twice. Wonderful. That's I amazing. only rode six times on that race. And you won two out of six? Yeah. That's pretty good. They probably should have had you ride some more. <laughs> I turned down a lot of horses. You know, I turned down a horse in 1970. I rode that horse in, in, uh, in Hialeah. And I told that guy, I said, you know, this horse don't feel right. This horse got some, I finished third in the race. I said, there's something wrong with this horse. He's, he don't breathe right. So they check him out, he had a big infection in his throat. Oh, really? Yeah. So then he said, listen, I'm going to take this horse to Kingland. That was around um, in the end of January. He said, I'm going to take this horse to Kingland after I straight him out. I said, he said, you're going to come to ride it. I said, okay. So when he put it in in Kingland, he called me up a week. He said, I'm going to run this horse in Kingland. I said, okay, I'll go ride it. He said, but you had to give me a call to ride him in a derby too. I said, I can't do that. He said, no, I need a rider to ride him in the, in the bluegrass and ride him in a derby. I said, no, yeah, I can't do that. I was riding another horse from the wireless that could really run, and but he got hurt. And then I wound up with that amount. And that was, then in 19, uh, I forgot that year, Little currents. They asked me to ride them, and in a derby, I refused to go ride them. We're sitting here with Jacinta Vasquez this morning, Hall of Fame jockey. I think he's won over six thousand races. Uh, he's really a star. He lives right here in Ocala, wow. and uh, it's really amazing to talk to somebody who has won so many races on so many well-known horses, and uh, is still sitting here and in one piece. That's the amazing <laughs> part. <laughs> I just want to say to Trish uh, Hauser. Congratulations, our winner today. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will get Jacinto to uh, autograph this, and then we will get that to you. Uh, I forgot to ask you where you are. If we need to send it, we will. If you're local, then we'll uh, drop it off. Congratulations. Very exciting. Tell us your funniest story ever, Jacinto. Funny. Funny. You're always funny. Sometimes I can't. <laughs> Couldn't use the words I used before. <laughs> uh, you know, I was a clown around at Jackson all the time. I used to get in everybody's, the clock scale, everybody. I used to have something in them all the time. So, Cordero, all of, the only guy that I never, we play, Valasquez and I, we've been friends since he got here, but we used to, tell Joe, kid around, but uh, we never know, pull any tricks like, oh, one day in, uh, in Gothring, you know, so I'm inside of him. I'm inside of him. And I said to him, I said, let me out, coming out in the stretch. I said, let me out. He said, you got some horses? I said, yeah, let me out. He said, stay there. So he keep me dead all past the apple, close to the apple. So I let him go and I came around and I'm, I'm going to pass him, and he reached and hit me with a whip. 
and they cost him two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> but when when we was in the turn, you know, I hit him in his foot with the with the with the whip, and he was crying and cursing me out. And finally, I let him go, and I saw. And I, when I came around him, he, he hit me in the back with a whip, and uh, they cost him two hundred and fifty dollars. Did you beat him up afterwards? No, we don't fight. We don't fight. We don't fight. We had a rule that if you bother somebody and you beat him, nothing happened. But if you bother somebody and somebody else win, there was a fight. There was a fight. <laughs> you probably had some fights, I'm sure. Oh, we had a lot of fights, many fights. There was a guy called Pokalai. Uh, they used to ride around New Jersey. I was riding there. And he was crazy, and he used to be a boxer. So one day on the box side, I got a ride out alongside him and outside of him, and he started hitting me with a whip because he bothered me in the race before, and he thought that I was going to do something to him. So I got mad, and I run him right through the hedge. I run him right through the hedge. So. He fell off the horse. I went up winning the race, and they disqualify me. Then they give me 10 days. And they give me another 10 days, 20 days, because we had a fight in the Jackson. Because when he walked in, I hit him on the, on the head with a helmet. So. You know, it's amazing. I feel like I've just entered this whole new world, you know, not understanding how jockeys are to each other on the track and when they're when they're um, behind the scenes. It's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. I hope Mike Smith is listening this morning. They, <laughs> they, they had a, a rules, you know, in the jocks room. When you're going to fight, they let you fight till you finish. I fought a kid named Mike Rujano. I used to go to the uh, sweat box and I used to bring my racing phone and I put dry towels around and I covered up with it. He used to go over there and pick up my racing phone with wet, you know, because we were sweating in there. He did it a few times and I told him, I said, don't touch my racing phone. So one day I, I went inside to take a cold shower in between, you know. So when I came back, he got my racing phone. So I took, a, I took one of those stools that we sat down and I hit him over the head with it. And I knocked him down, and he, he got up, and we started fighting. We fought with him about 10 minutes, and nobody, nobody, nobody stopped the fight. To finally, we, we came out of the sweat box, and we keep swinging, and somebody stopped the fight. He said, you guys had enough? I said, I, I, I do, I, because I couldn't beat him. <laughs> the hardest I hit it, the worse it get. So we was the eyes blood up, you know, nose bleeding through the nose. So I ride a horse in the first race for a guy that was supposed to bet for me. So I'm walking outside, they come the crooked scale. He said, I gotta take you guys to the stewards. I said, don't do that. He said, why? I said, they're gonna take us off their horse because we fought. They're gonna take us off the horse. I said, take us to the steward after the, second, the, the first race. He said, okay. So I went and rode the race, I win the race, and after the race, they took us to the steward. And uh, they fined us $500 each. So then the steward said, uh, if you guys uh, have another five, they're gonna cost you another 500. So I said, oh yeah? 
I hit him right in front of the stewards. The stewards say, you're gonna cost you a thousand now. I say, oh no, you say 500. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was worth the punch for 500, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't mind paying another 500 just to hit him. He, listen, yeah. I'm telling you, if Jacinto hadn't been a jockey, he would have been really good boxer. <laughs> I'm telling you, he has a calling in this career for real. No, we he could have been a boxer. They had a lot of fights, a lot of fights, but we just, they used to stop him most of the time. Uh, sad, sad story about Ruffian. Uh, tell us about that. Well, she. A lot of people come with a lot of stories, you know, about birds and this and that. Uh, match races, then the, the, it's like a two fighters in a ring, you know. You don't ring the bell. You're gonna fight to the end. So, when I came out of the, out of the gate, she, she never come out of the gate fast, real fast. Out of, and the second jump, third jump, she was gone. So she broke a little slower than, but they came back and she catched her horse and, and she was about three quarters of length in front. And that horse started laying on top of me. And I started pushing him out because I had intention to put him outside fence before I get to the turn. Like this, I leave him there when I get to the turn. So uh, I keep carrying him out, carrying him out, and because I had a lot of horse. And she just, I think the other horse weight pushing me in. That's why, that's why it caused the accident. But they don't always know birds and nothing. She just, she just broke her leg. Very sad. Yeah. Very sad day, I'm sure, for you. Yeah. Uh, such an incredible horse. Well, I was not in a losing proposition. I was riding both horses, and I had to make a choice. I made a choice, and um, that's what happened. But if a cheat on breaks her legs, foolish play, you're never going to beat me. Never. No, no, no way. No. Quite roughly. Never. I'm just an amazing horse. Oh, yeah. That was a sad day. Uh, your greatest moment ever, I know it's Derby, but, um, but which Derby do you think was the most exciting of your two? The Philly, because I predict that she's going to win the Derby. Genuine risk? Uh, uh, yeah, in, in, in November. Really? Mm -hmm. And you know what happened after I predict that? Uh, I, I got through winning a, the, the genuine risk, so I let... Uh, I left for Miami, and I was supposed to come back and ride Canyon Risk. But Leroy Jolly got mad at me because he wanted me to ride a horse. I said, you want Pinkay and Smith and that horse, uh, you ride him out. That day I took off every mountain, I don't have. Then he called me up to ride that horse. I said, no, I don't want to ride him. I'm, I'm leaving for Miami. So I left for Miami. So a week later, Canyon Risk running, he took me off and put Pinkay on him. He put Pinkay on. Really? Yeah. And Pinkay just winning. I had something. I don't know why. It, so they took it to Miami. Then in Miami, they had a lot of problems. The exercise boy they used to gallop quit him. I don't know why. Leroy used to fire a lot of people. <laughs> so, so one day I come in. Uh, I'm coming back with Alan Jurgen from watching a horse galloping. And, and there's Leroy Jolly and Firestone. So they say, what's question? We're going to talk to you. I said, for what? He said, we're going to, we want you to get on Giant Risk. 
you know, Cordero worker, so a bunch of guys work, and she used to bear out to the outside fence. I don't know why. She was, had, had a bad habit. And uh, I, I cursed them out, both of them, and I left, you know. I went back with Alan Jorga. I said something to Alan. Alan Jorga called me, called me by the hand. He said, why are you so stupid? How can you talk to those people like that? Leroy Jolly got so many good horses. You are stupid. I say, I am stupid, but uh, Antaya is abusing me. <laughs> what a great guy, what a load of fun today has been. I just want to thank all our guests. Thank you, Jacinta Vasquez. Love to have him back to tell us some more funny stories. He is a who, no doubt. Hi, guys, this is Louisa Barton. I really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Horse Talk Show podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and let me know what you thought. Now, please go out there and share the podcast. 